Hey, welcome to Sex, Drugs, and Spirituality with Sydney DeLorean. That's me, and I'm here with a very special guest. How's it going, Lauren Malisi? <laughs> Good. Thank you so much for having me. I love this show. Um, I'm super nervous. This is kind of a big get for me. Um oh. <laughs> I'm a nobody, but thank you. <laughs> well, um, you did just publish your first book, which I've read, and it is insanely good um, thank you so everyone is it did you sell out are they doing a reprint so yes if you order like right now the second printing will ship out on the first but all of a sudden people are also randomly getting books too. so I I don't really know what's happening right now but yes like a, there a second printing is underway if you order now Okay, so they can, it's called Final Girl, and if they follow you on any social media, they can find links to buy it, right? Yes. Um, everyone do that, because I'm not exaggerating about how uh, good it is. Um, it's definitely something that I will will re-read. Um, the first time I read it, I read it all at once, which maybe was a little bit heavy. Because um, <laughs> you, you write... So you're you're a poet and you write a lot about uh, I guess maybe the darker things. There's a lot of feelings um, about abuse and um, I don't know. Is that trigger trigger warning before buying this book? Do we do that now? I, I it's funny because I always forget to put up trigger warnings or content warnings and so when other people tend to like share parts of anything I write, like they throw it up in their tweet and I'm like, oh. I should probably do that, but I guess, yeah, yeah, it's different. Everyone deals with trauma differently. And so like, I'm an oversharer. I'm an overly open person because I ascribe to the school of if it's mentionable, it's manageable. Um, But then I I also get reminded by people, hey, throw up a trigger warning. And I was, oh, yes. Okay. Yes. That is a thing that we're supposed to do now. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay, so you, aside from um, me shilling your book, uh, are here to talk about e-girls. And um, I'm excited to get your input because you're younger than me, so you grew up with more access to the internet and uh, have probably way more knowledge on this than I do. Am I way younger than you? I'm about to be 35. Oh my god, really? <laughs> Yeah. I would have never. Okay, yeah, I just turned twenty six. I would have never thought you. Okay, I would card the hell out of you every oh, time. Thank you. That's why we're friends. Um, <laughs> that is all I need to hear to feel special. No, I am. I am in anti territory. Um, so, how would you describe an e girl? So I feel like there are different classifications of e-girl. And now that I am exploring TikTok, like I'm learning that there are different classifications of like e-boy. Because like, so when I, I thought e-girls were like Twitch streamers, um, like that chick, that Alinity chick who like yeeted her cat over her head and I, that went viral. You're going to have to explain that to me. So Twitch oh. is um. It's a service where gamers use it, right? And they live stream gameplay. Yes. And it's kind of like YouTube where if you become an affiliate or a partner, you get paid to stream. Oh. Um, mm -hmm. And this girl, I I don't know. I guess we're internet friends. I've been following her since she was maybe 
like 20 and I think I was in high school and I started following her but she she quit um her all of her day jobs to just like do twitch streaming and then she like like only auditions for like theater roles that she actually cares about so when she's not in a show like she's like streaming and it's kind of awesome because she pretty much gets paid to play video games and she's able to make a full-time living out of it which is very rare these days in any field so it's always exciting when someone figures out how to do it yeah, and it's just like YouTube where you get all the sponsorships and like the, you know, use my promo code for 20% off type deal. Um, so I thought those were e-girls. Um, but there, but then there's also like the Instagram, um, like pink eyeshadow, like little heart eyes and like blush on their noses, like colored hair type deal. Mm-hmm. E-girl, um, which is what I'm trying to be currently. I'm dyeing my hair pink tomorrow because oh. I'm in the middle of I'm in the middle of a post-breakup crisis, and it just seems like the best thing to do. It um, always is. Um, <laughs> I live my life in a crisis, and I had pink hair for 12 years, and it was oh, it was a very okay. good uh, very good time in my life. So I I salute all of that. Um, so okay, so Twitch is the gamer girls, but they were like kind of the OG e girls, uh-huh. and then we have. The Instagram girls, which are also e-girls, um, I always call them Instagram baddies, but I don't even know if we but have... But that's, dif- that's a different classification no. than, than the e-girl. Okay. Yeah. Instagram baddies are like all the girls who pretty much look like Kim Kardashian. Oh, those girls are baddies? Mm-hmm. And like wear the snapbacks and like the little like the little like white tee with like the jeans and um, I just have the big plumped lips, and they're on vacation all the time. Um, okay, I did not know that. So Instagram baddies are like the Kim K, and then E girls are the girls who they're more colorful, they're quirky, they're fun. Mm-hmm. And I I adore like all of their style because I also am. Listen, depression mm-hmm. is real, and sometimes you got to slap a rainbow on it to feel good about life, and that's my yes. approach. <laughs> Yes, I, I know that you're pinkifying your room, and I'm also continuing to pinkify my room as well. So. Um, I was watching Mindhunter uh, the other night, and they went to this prison to visit, I don't know, some fucking serial killer. And one of the guards <laughs> said, uh, oh, well, they painted the bars pink because it's supposed to be soothing, but then the inmates chewed off the paint. And I meant to look up if they've done color studies is pink a soothing color um i haven't done that yet though i yeah i actually that's a good that's actually okay that i have that makes me want to watch mindhunter because i couldn't get through the first episode of the first season of that oh really I, i was so bored and so distracted by the uh by the modernization of the world around them it was like everyone was in like 70s cosplay but in a 2018 world, um, especially especially since I, this is really like dopey of me, but they use dry erase boards in the FBI um, headquarters in the first episode when those hadn't been invented yet um, in the year that the show was supposed to be taking place. No way. And that, re- and that really bothered me. <laughs> How did you know when dry erase boards came around? I used to teach and um, we had like a big 
like I forget what where I was, but it was me and a bunch of other like grad student assistant teachers were just complaining about all the buildings that have chalkboards versus dry erase boards, and it led to us googling. So now now I can win a trivia with that. Fact, oh my maybe. god, um, that's amazing. That is. I'm always impressed by just uh, the knowledge of random facts. And now I'm like, I'm racking my memory. Like, cause I, I remember in school, we didn't have dry erase boards. We had chalkboards. So yeah. they must've been more of a modern thing. Um, I recommend the show. Um, it, I, I was like 10 episodes in before I, I had to Google what fucking year it was supposed to be because yeah, it's not clear. Uh, 1979 apparently. Uh-huh. Um, so, okay, Wh- what were we talking? E-girls. So, <laughs> so it, there's Instagram girls, and then the new thing, like, when I looked up e-girls, it seems that TikTok has ushered in this new phenomenon. And TikTok is brand uh-huh. new. So... Well, TikTok was Musical.ly first. Okay. And people used to post their Musical.ly's on Vine. Like, it was just an app where you could, like, sing along to, like, dubbed kind of like dub smash i don't know if dub smash and musically like like merged and then tick like tiktok bought musically yeah like they're all the same app okay Mm -hmm. and it plays music and you lip sync along with it yeah or you can you people are pretty much use tiktok as an extension of vine where they just post like little comedy bits or they just like vlog like my favorite tiktok is this woman with purple hair like talking about how much she hates tacoma washington because she got off the tacoma exit and some woman like like cut her off and made her pull over and so the woman with the purple hair like came out the car swinging a bat and she was mad that the other woman like like brought like brought out her gun. Whoa. <laughs> and she was like, and that's why I hate Tacoma. Um, I'll have to look that up and send it to uh frequent co-host Rob Love, who lives in Tacoma, and we've done a couple episodes about weird things in Tacoma. So uh, I will see if he's able to defend the city. Okay. Yeah, it was, I was I was like crying over that. It was on it was on the cursed TikToks account or the toxic TikToks account, but uh, Twitter suspended that account because um, there is this and this happened on Vine too. There are like like quote unquote production companies that are trying to buy rights to certain uh, videos with the promise of paying creators and the, the one of the production people were like oh said to the the, the like poor undergrads like who owns toxic tiktoks that was like oh like either you give me six hundred dollars or your account is gonna stay suspended forever what? and yeah so now the um yeah the app is just i mean the app the uh the twitter account is just not there anymore because of that so, so i cried <laughs> that's so weird there here's all there's just so many things that happen on the internet that I don't understand. So people uh-huh. are like buying the rights to like they're contacting an individual and saying, I want the rights to your TikTok video. Uh-huh. And they're offering like not money now, but I'll, I, I swear I'll pay you later. Yeah. Okay. And so, uh-huh. and they're scammers, right? I would say so. I mean, I mean, I know that people do make a, like a percentage but like you're pretty much just giving your most of the money you be like you could be making like more money off of it but the higher percentage is going to that person oh okay and there's they're basically they're 
their deal is, oh, well, I have a bigger distribution or audience base, so you need me. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so that's how these girls, so the e-girls on TikTok, I guess we should describe because most of my listeners are younger than me, but there's a couple who, um, because I... I know everyone personally because I'm America's auntie and I have to meddle in everyone's lives. Um, There's a couple who are older than me. So like an e-girl look would be the kind of blush on makeup and nose, that clown look that I keep seeing. Mm -hmm. Um, What else? And like the really heavy winged liner, which I have been doing for eight years. So everyone owes me a check. Yeah, Um, that's kind of like that's one of your shticks. That's part of your like. I don't know, trademark look. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and like just neon hair and bangs and like kind of like like two ponytails. Um and then like doing like the over drawing your lips, but like it's really like you you draw the lipstick over your cupid's bow. So you have like very it's almost like making yourself look like a little girl, which is where like I can sometimes have a problem with it because it's like I can't, I can't tell if you are doing like DDLG like like shit or you're or you're an e-girl. And there's nothing wrong with either, but I would like to be able to tell. I mean, sometimes I worry about the the daddy daughter little girl stuff that the girls who are being the the little girl or the baby they are barely adults Uh so they aren't really conscious of like the role-playing that they're doing and then Uh what are the line where are the lines blurred because when you're super young and I'll just speak for personal experience most of my sexual encounters as a young person I was role-playing I mean I came of age in the era of like Paris Hilton, Girls Gone Wild, you know, you got to wax your pussy. And like Uh my sexuality was very like performative, probably up until my later 20s. And so when I see the girls who are like 17, 18, 19 and they're doing little girl role playing, I'm like, first of all, you don't know this, but like you are a little girl. And how Uh much of this is catering towards the dude, which then I just get mad yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah yeah the proliferation of um I don't know the like I'm baby stuff mm-hmm. makes me I get it because being an adult is becoming increasingly difficult in our world in this mm-hmm. economy um how can anyone <laughs> feel good about becoming an adult I get it but then yeah this sort of I'm baby stuff worries me a little bit um yeah I just, yeah, I want every little girl out there to be, like, stepping on balls and, you know, put keeping <laughs> men in check. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so these e-girls, are they making any money? Um. So my favorite e-girl, um, her, so she's, I think she's Scottish. Maybe she's from New Zealand. I don't really know. She just has the best accent I've ever heard in my entire life. But her name is Eve, and then her last name on stuff is F-R-S-R. Um, and so she she has a bajillion followers on Instagram, and she does, like, the hearts under your eyes, blush, like, intense makeup, like, candy-colored hair stuff. And, like, she has almost 500,000 subscribers on YouTube and her videos are all monetized. So 
I guess she's making money from that. And I'm, I'm sure she has like makeup, like, like promo codes and stuff like that. So if you, if you can get the right deals, like then, yeah, but then you had like that, that, that gamer girl or that e-girl slash gamer girl who was selling her bath water, which I think is awesome. Well, yeah, that's the other thing is uh, I am always going to be angry about the economy we live in where everyone has to have three jobs and like you have to have a side hustle and there's something Mm -hmm. that's perceived as virtuous as about Uh always working like they've kind of flipped the narrative where it's like look at these scrappy hard-working go-getters and it's like nah dude it's like you know work a full-time job have a part-time job drive for lift because I got it fucking buy food um so like in a world where no one is able to make you know a full-time living at a job you have to have a side hustle. And so mm-hmm. I, I will always applaud someone who's able to do it with like the least amount of work possible. Cause she did sell her bath water for $30 a container and she sold out. And it sold out. I was like, hell yeah. And, if, and it was mostly men that were mad online about it. Oh, well, and that's okay. We should maybe touch on that because the history of the term e-girl has been used by men to be derogatory towards women like it started out in the gaming community and the girls who were doing well um were they were degraded by saying oh you're just an e-girl or people only like you because you're pretty or whatever and so like some of them decided to exploit it and start uh, doing like twitch videos and bikinis because you Uh know i listen why not um Uh But, uh, but yeah, the, the people who are mad at e-girls seem to be, uh, men who are like, uh, I learned this term, it's called orbiters and it's men who have unrequited crushes on e-girls. And Uh so it's just these, like, I don't know, is it close to being an incel? Like you just like some fucking loser that no one wants to suck off and you're mad about girls doing well. Yes, that that word I had not heard until, you know, the, the, you know, Bianca Devins, who was murdered recently by a quote unquote orbiter. Um, I had like I had not heard that term and until um, until Henry Zabrowski explained it on side stories on last podcast. I was like, oh, fuck, because I've been I've been online since maybe 2007. No, I've been on Twitter since 2007. I've. I've been on, but I've been online maybe since 2004, just because, you know, when you're, when you have no friends and are bullied IRL, like you just kind of have to go make friends on the internet. Um, and I have definitely dealt with like men being like obsessive in nature towards me. Um, but I don't have a following of like hundreds of thousands of people. So just to, just to have a few dudes like over the years, really that I can't imagine experiencing that on like a gigantic scale of like there being multiple 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 men that are just trying to dox you because they can't have you or like like boxy i don't know if you remember boxy uh-uh. uh, okay i would say boxy is maybe the original e-girl she uh put on a, like a fuck kind of eyeliner and like had the bangs and was like really cute and quirky and that was like her whole shtick and then these men who were obsessed with her, like doxed her, put all of her information online and then went to her house and put flowers on her front lawn that, that spelled out love anon. No. 
yeah and she so she left the internet for many years and then came back but yeah that is horrifying mm-hmm. um yeah was it just their way of saying like it like basically it's a threat saying we know where you yeah. live yeah we know where you live like you're not you know you're not you're not better than us you're not above us just because we can't have you like doesn't mean you have power over us um, which I, it makes me wonder for e girls, any amount that they're getting out of, um, I, maybe it's different if you have a lot of YouTube subscribers and you're making money that way, like if you're making a decent income. But for the most part, I feel like any money they're making is not enough to compensate for the uh-huh. shit they have to put up with. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, because so you. As you said, you're you've been on the internet for 15 years, and you're also very attractive, which then oh. leads people to, I'm sure, objectify you. And on the basis that, like, at, when you get inappropriate messages, how does that make you feel? Like, it doesn't happen to me very often. I don't have a huge. I've only been on the internet for like two years. Uh, I I don't have a huge following, but when something sneaks through, like, it's very upsetting to me. I yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's weird. Yeah, it, it, it that that's the what I that's the general word I would use. It's upsetting. Um, and so I don't know if you have over the years has it become less upsetting? Is it more commonplace to you, or, or is it always like the same level of bothered? Um, it it sometimes if I'm if I'm in like a mood, I'll I will just send my cash app like in response. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if you're gonna waste my time, give me five dollars. Sometimes like the guy will actually like give me five dollars, which is like always <laughs> funny. But you know, um, a lot of like recently a guy and he and he, so sometimes I I either won't respond or I'll leave it on red or I'll just delete it if it's in my like request, and then they'll block me. Or they'll try again, um, or 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 you know, a negging is really popular with guys online. I think just by like giving backhanded compliments that we will respond warmly to that. Like, oh, you're pretty, but like, oh, like I love your hair, but like, and it's a lot. And for a while, and I'm really glad and grateful for the rise of the e-girl because no longer do I get messages from men saying you're beautiful, but you wear too much makeup, but your style is too like out there, blah, 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 which has, I think resulted in me like, like shrinking myself a little bit mm-hmm. throughout the years. Um, like just subconsciously. Cause that's something that men have always said to me. And like, you know, and now it's just like, all right, like, fuck you. But it, negging is a very, is a, is a thing that I get more than it, it used to be. I mean, like a few years ago, it was just straight dick pics for a while. Oh, Jesus. And then, and then now it's like, hey, girl, like you're beautiful, but, and then like some kind of weird, like, backhand, like, oh, I would, I would like your post, or, or they'll even think that like talking to me about like my work, like, is something that I'll respond to. So they'll be like, hey, I really like your poetry, but like, what if you didn't write about like being raped? And it's just like, um, like, how do you want me to respond to that? But they, they, but they think that's the best way to get to initiate a conversation. Like, oh, if I, if I take something really like near and something that I perceive as near and dear to her from just from lurking her social media, then like, maybe that's how like, I'll get a conversation going. Yeah. Um, um, also there's the, the paternalism that men have where even if they aren't, 
directly um being sexual towards you like so- uh-huh. sometimes i'm like i don't know what is more offensive a man just saying like i want to fuck you or you got a great ass or a man talking down to me and being like I know more than you, so let me be, like, let me have this whole paternalistic thing where I can say, you know, you'd have more opportunities if you had normal hair, or you'd be much prettier if you didn't wear so much makeup, or uh-huh. you should write about, like, I, and sometimes I'm like, just tell me, tell me my ass looks good. I don't really yeah. need you to tell me how to fucking live life. Like, uh-huh. so let's have the shorter conversation, which is that you find my body to be fuckable. Um because mm-hmm. like I don't, especially f- for me, I get it from older men, and I'm like, I, listen, I don't need anyone over forty telling me shit about life because I came of age in a different world. So fuck yeah. you. <laughs> like, um, so, yeah, I I can only assume for every let's say one guy who will cash app an e girl five or ten bucks, there has to be. A hundred people who are initiating conversations, sliding into the DMs, who aren't providing anything economically. Yeah. Oh, ab- absolutely. Like, absolutely. I. It's. It's. There's like this weird mentality of, oh, okay, so you've put your like, like I don't know, like there's, um, oh my God, my cherry crush who like does ASMR videos. I mean, she also does. She also makes adult content. But I've seen the way, like, men, like, respond, like, to her. Like, like they think that just because, like, she, you know, make, posts, like, photos or videos and, like, a bra underwear that they're entitled to what's, like, underneath, like, her bra. And it's just kind of, like, I, I don't know where that mentality comes from. I know it's, like, societal, but I just don't get how you can, like, like, oh, this girl put a photo of her in a bikini online, so I'm entitled to her body. And I can say whatever I want because she's putting herself like out there like that. Like I, I don't understand that. I well, still don't. It's the same mentality that says, oh, if a woman's dressed provocatively, she's asking to be raped. Like if a woman mm-hmm. is publicizing her life on the internet, she's making men entitled to like her sexuality. Um, and I think that's what happened in the case. We can get into Bianca Devins um, because she was, uh, she was like. A gamer she was on discord she was on tiktok um and she met this dude and they became friendly and they went to a concert together and mm-hmm. he she kissed someone else at the concert because uh, i couldn't find any evidence of them having bianca and this fucking dude brandon I couldn't find any evidence of them having a relationship. So they uh-huh. went to a concert as friends. She kissed another dude. And um, this guy, Brandon, uh, decided to kill her and put pictures of her on the like of her body on the Internet because uh-huh. he felt in, an entitlement, I guess, to, to her. And yes. Yeah. It, I don't know how I, I just don't know that sort of entitlement ownership mentality happens. Yeah, I, yeah, or, like, for me, like, what I experienced maybe more than anything else is I did this nice thing for you, so you should like me now. Like, you should let me sleep with you now because I did this nice thing for you. Um, And I still, and I tend to experience that for men who are older than me. Like, I'm 26, and I have men in their, like, late 30s being like, I'm being really nice to you, and I'm doing all this thoughtful shit for you. Like, why aren't you sleeping with me? Which is... Um, you're like it's sex is not transactional unless you're dealing with a sex worker. Yeah, yeah. 
And and I yeah, and it's it's really why I would expect that from someone maybe like younger than me and but no, it's like guys my age and older. She's like, well, I was I I I bought you a coffee. Like I helped, or I or my one of my one thing. This guy that I who still lives in town that I know who I think is a terrible person. He, I remember hearing him say, "I helped her move in, and she's not gonna fuck me." Are you kidding I, me? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and I remember like hearing him say that. And at the time, because I I don't I did not you know get more like forward and like. I did not stop giving a fuck until my like rapist went viral like last summer. And that's when like, I was like, all right, well I defeated Satan. So I care none about anything else now. But so at the time, like I wish I would have said something, but like, but I guess like in the moment I was just kind of like, 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 like I still think about that. Like who, who asked people, I was like, who actually thinks that way? Many men. And he's like 36. Um, well, a couple things. Like, first of all, it, it's you you can kick yourself all you want for going, "Oh, I should have said something." But mm-hmm. like also, is it is it your job as one woman to go around training men? And it really sucks to always have to be on the offense. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I would liken it to like if you're if you're a liberal person and you are spending time in the deep south and you're hearing a lot of like racist statements, are you going to stop every single time and lecture them about like systemic racism and blah blah blah? Like you you aren't going to stop it cuz you're one individual, are you going to stop every single conversation to correct people? And as a woman, like you just it gets tiring to always be in battle mode and always be like, you shouldn't say that. And here's why. And like, sometimes Uh you're like, let me just ignore this and pretend it didn't happen so that I can like live a functional life. Uh Um, but yeah, I think the attitude of like, I don't know, I'm weird. Like I don't even let people help me move because I don't want to feel obligated to help them move. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like the idea of like someone helping me move and then being like, so we fuck now. It's like, no, like I, uh, I just can't. I'm mad Mm -hmm. all the time. Um, Yeah. So with these, like with these guys who are like orbiting e-girls, what are they wanting? What are they expecting in return? Like, to, to meet the girl in person or just like digital attention? I, I, I feel like most of it is digital attention and then the extreme stuff is like, I'm going to find out where you live and then I'm going to camp outside of your house and you're just going to have to talk to me um, whether you like it or not. But I feel like most of it is digital attention. Um, I, yeah, just from what I've seen and like all like and also like sometimes like I've like had a guy like just like repeatedly message me until I respond and they get that one response and then they're fine. Like, OK, really? They get the one response and it's it yeah. doesn't open a door to like them wanting more. Some Sometimes it's just like, oh, OK, cool. She, she, she responded. OK, cool. I'm good. Um, all right. Can you imagine repeatedly messaging someone who doesn't message you back like I just for me I'm like yeah they don't want to talk to me it's fine yeah it's it's in there so yeah like it's it's for me it's just like 
it's like I don't do well with humiliation. Mm-hmm. Like I like so Jackie Zabrowski on like the, one of the newer episodes on on page seven was talking about how she loves like quiet and shy guys, but like she's too much for them, and like she can't tell if like they're afraid of her or it's just them like being quiet and shy. And like I had an experience like that like recently, and like so once like the one the one time. I did not get a response to, like, my message. Like, I, like, like literally muted him on everything and, like, hid my head in shame for, like, I don't know, like, 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 like three days. So, like, God, may God grant me the confidence of a man mm-hmm. who just keeps on going after, like, six, like, no replies. Yeah. Like, I don't understand, like, how they're not, they're not defeated yet. Like, someone doesn't reply to me for an hour, and I'm like, well, all right, I'm annoying as fuck, and I can never come back, um, and yet, like, guys will, like, for months, like, there, I think I saw the timestamps on something where this guy's like, hey, hey, and there's, like, a month in between each. I, I just, yeah, and he thinks, like, oh, maybe she's just busy, and I'll, if I do this periodically, one day she'll be bored enough to answer. Yeah. Basically. Which maybe works. Listen, I have been lonely enough that I I have dated some people that I find regrettable because I was just at a dark, lonely time. Like, so, you know, maybe those response, that's those guys taking the buckshot response that, like, eventually this chick or one of the million chicks I'm doing this to will get lonely enough to be like, hey, back. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I think, I honestly think that, that, yeah, and I I think, and I really hate that there is a, there's, like, this, this thing of, like, oh, well, she, you know, right, she's, she's open about, like, having PTSD and all these things, so, like, she's broken enough that she'll reply eventually, like, that's also, like, a mentality that I, like, want to, like, destroy. Um, that is, well, there is a very, there is a very particular type of man, um, your abuser having been like I think like a Plymouth of uh like a a very extreme example who preys on women who have weaknesses right or have mental illness Uh problems and like Uh it's it's really sick to me to look at someone and say they're having problems I Uh will now sexualize them yeah, and and that and that's how he like got away with it because he he knowingly picked girls who were like very not stable, and he and like so those who tried to press charges like like they were pretty much like dismissed as like oh well they're not stable enough really to be like to like be making these claims. Yeah, it's, and yeah. Ugh. It's just, dis- mm-hmm. it's disgusting. And I mean, that's how cult- cults prey on broken people. And um, I, because of this stupid fucking show, I do way too much research into like sexual abusers and uh, mm-hmm. I'm working on a pedophile episode. And like, it's people preying on like children from like broken homes who it's like, oh, well, like I- I'll charm them by giving them treats and toys and stuff and like they aren't getting love so they're going to misconstrue like I'm expressing love to them so that when I abuse them it gets lost in the shuffle of all the the love that I'm showing them that they're lacking mm-hmm. um yeah. and so yeah it it makes me disgusted when men that sort of like I don't know 
there's a word for the manic pixie dream girl thing. I don't know if there's a word for like guys who are into like the broken doll. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know why there's so many words for women, but we don't have enough words for men. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we maybe we can get on that case. We can make that a mission to start categorizing these fuck bags. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and as long and it's official as long as you upload it to Urban Dictionary and they accept it. That's true. So. That's true. Um, so okay, so these girls who are basically uh, getting harassed by men on the internet, wh- what do you think the motivations for them for? Um, becoming e-girls i mean we all just live our lives online anyways Uh so these are girls who it just they got more followers doing it is there a motivation for them i feel like at least a lot of the ones that i follow like it just happened by accident um and it's like at least for that eve girl like i know that she just started uploading makeup looks and a lot of brands and like like mostly women women identifying were like um, attracted to her account and then once she hit a certain point of like followers then all the weird men came in um, um so okay so it's maybe they get their fame by getting female followers and it's an aspirational thing and then the men the men just show up and ruin everything that that's what i feel like keeps happening um i i mean like i don't know anyone who has really like set out who like has that I, like, i'm sure this is a thing that happens but i don't know anybody who has set out to be like today i'm going to be an influencer today i'm going to be an e-girl like i'm sure it happened but i don't know everyone i know who's like hit some kind of like success online it just happened on accident um or like or they knew they'd get more clout if they like start like this one girl I know like she who I don't particularly like love but she she knew that posting like like really risque photos would keep getting her like like she started on Twitter and like like she started getting like so like all of her selfies get thousands of retweets now um because like she's like she's hot she 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 has like the dark hair and the big lips and like the whole like you know she's like halfway between an like an eager on an instagram baddie and um and she she knew like because i used to be in the circle for a little bit i got kicked out somehow i'm not sure how um but she was like if I, you know if i keep posting these photos like i'm gonna keep getting followers and traction and then eventually someone's gonna have to give me a deal of some kind so now color pops on her free makeup no but yeah. is it is it worth is it worth all of that to get free makeup? I mean, she I don't think she cares. Like I she like I wish like I could just put like my like half nude body online. Like I wish all the time like that I could. Um especially when I'm having a good body day. But like she just like she doesn't care. And um and like so she's like sort of like I don't know, she just sort of weaponized that. And, um, kind of just like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, that's all I've seen her kind of get out of, out of that is the color pop like deal. Yeah. I I, just, it's weird. It's, I wonder, I don't I, No, It's new to me within the past like year or so to uh, stop what I'm doing to take pictures and stuff. And like, for years, I have a friend who she's a social media manager for large companies, and she would always uh-huh. say, oh, Sydney, you know, you have a really cute house, and, like, you're cute, you should 
be taking pictures of all these things and putting them on the internet because like this company we pay people 500 to a thousand dollars like based on their followers to just go take a picture with our product at target like you you could be making really good money if you (laughs) did and i just was like i don't really know that that's me um it's me (laughs) (laughs) it's me (laughs) there we go i just it's it's weird to um yeah i don't know i I feel weird and awkward doing it. There's a lot of body dysmorphia issues, like, especially in the past. Um, I, like, I wasn't on the internet for almost a decade because I just was so uncomfortable with my Uh appearance. Um, And so for me, I go, is it worth it? Because it it is a lot of work. People don't think it's a lot of work taking pictures of yourself, putting them on the internet. Oh, it is. Yes. It is hours of your day. And so you basically have to work for free for a long time before even becoming marginally financially compensated for being an influencer. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, I just I don't know, like these these kids. I mean, you're putting as much work into becoming having like an Internet presence as you would in building a career like it is your residency. <laughs> Yeah. And that shit is unpaid. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I just I, I I wonder about the psychology of along the road before you before you're getting thousands of retreats and you're getting free color pop. Like, what is the motivation day after day to be logging on? And like. Yeah, I yeah, um, like I took like, I guess, like a break recently. Like, I guess I tweeted like once today. Ooh. But I, like, haven't been Instagramming or posting or, like, just posting any content, you know, because mm. I just – I'm in a very bad place, like, mentally, and I'm, I'm like, convinced myself that, like, no one gives a fuck about anything I post anyway, so, like, why try or do anything? Um, but, like, if there are people who, like, even when they are, like, going through the worst of it, like, the mentality is I need to post content. Like, I have to – there has to be content up or else. And yeah, like, there's like a I'm, guilt that you feel, right? If you're not yeah. posting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and I, and I think about that like a lot, like, I'm just like, like, I guess the men, the mentality is like, you know, like the more I post and like the more I upload and blah, 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 like the more like chances I have of like growing my following and like getting all of that clout and like whatever i think that before money before anyone even thinks about money they just want the thrill of likes mm-hmm. and 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 then like money just kind of comes later because there are people like what about the tumblr famous what did the what did the tumblr famous people ever get out of anything i don't think like, they ever got anything no and yet i knew people who were obsessed with like just ob obsessed with curating their tumblr and posting those photos and making sure that they got all of the reblogs and stuff and like they never got anything out of it if if you know you could have been like for me it's like i my it's gonna sound really dumb but my whole thing is like you follow me maybe because i'm pretty but like you stay because like i i put out like i like here's my poetry here, this here's my livelihood like like please consume it like like if i had a bajillion fucking followers i would be constantly just hawking like all of my art stuff um 
but you know then you have people who like are just doing it for like the likes or like oh like i knew a girl on tumblr who was an incredible incredible artist but she never posted like her art or anything on tumblr like it was just like here is this here are these gorgeous selfies please like reblog them a million times like she never used any of like the following she had to like push her art or like like you know like like, I don't understand. Like, I feel like I feel like you get you get so high off of like the clout, then and like the interaction and the compliments that you forget that like you could be, you know, like putting forth like other things too and using your following to like, you know, like oh, like here's the thing I made. Like, I don't know if that makes sense. No, it makes absolute sense. It's it's a fine line because like you want to promote the stuff you're doing, and then like disappointingly, you'll just I've discovered this that I will get three times as many likes if I post a picture of like me and my boyfriend together than Uh I will if I post a picture of any art that I'm working on and that's always very disappointing where it's like okay this is apparently what Instagram wants to see is they don't care about a woman alone like working on her shit building a life building a business they don't give a fuck but you show that same woman like holding hands with a dude and everyone's like we love this Mm-hmm. And so it's yeah you have to like post enough of the content that's what people want to get the followers to then slip in the oh hey I actually do things if you would also like to support the things that I do and, and care about. Um, so it's yeah it's weird that's mm-hmm. that yeah. is sad that yeah she wouldn't um, have pushed her art more. Yeah, and I, it's just, like, well, isn't that, my whole thing is, like, well, isn't that the point of, like, you know, getting a lot of followers or getting a big following so you can, like, be, like, sure, like, you were here first for, like, 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 superficial reasons, but here's the real reason you're here, which is, like, the thing that I do, you know, like, I don't, I don't know, like, I mean, that, that's, if I had more followers, like, that, that's all, I, I mean, like, that's what I would be doing more of, I guess, I guess, I don't know, that's what I always think about when I see, like, and, oh, and then I do know someone who, like, has a bunch of followers for being attractive, and then she self-published her her poetry book, and, like, none of her followers bought it. Like, they're all male. She has, like, four, she has, like 15,000 of them, and no one, none of them bought it. No, be, because they don't, sadly, they don't care. They yeah, just want to see what she looks like. Yeah, because I've noticed that, like, like she, she'll tweet, she tweeted, like, a while ago, like, about, like, being in, like, a hard place financially, and that got four, four likes, okay? And then she posted, like, a photo of her in lingerie, and that has 2,000 likes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, it's always, number one, it's always very disappointing when you find out what people who you assume are successful, like, the state they're, they're in financially, and I, like there's just a laundry list of artists who have, you know, 30,000 Instagram followers and they'll be like, yeah, like it was a great day. I sold something and I could buy two bean burritos instead of one at Taco Bell. Like Uh it's, it, that is always very disappointing. And like, Oh, that makes me so mad. Um, what was my other point? Um, you posted something a while back, um, about how, um, so throughout graduate school, like that's what shaped you into a writer and like an accomplished academic. But the like you accredited a lot of the career success that you've had to your diligence at social media platforms. I wish I would have um, gone back and found that and screenshotted that. So like, 
social media has it helped you professionally oh yes i always say when people are like um anytime i get any kind of criticize like or criticism about being online too much um like my social media pays the bills mm-hmm. like if I didn't have like like I didn't like I didn't sell out of my the first printing of my first ever book because I have an MFA like I sold out of it because surprisingly people on the internet like my art and like wanted to support me um, and I did not I didn't think we were gonna even make a dent in sales uh, I mean I thought like we would sell a little bit because Emily O'Neill who is whose book is on the other side of my book she's like incredible and has a following and just she's just amazing. Um, Mashira has like a bajillion books out and I have them all. Um, and so, so this wasn't a, this was a reissue of, of her chapbook that had like gone out of print like a few years ago. And so I, so I knew that people like had already had the book, had already had, you can't pick your genre. I already, I had the original of it. So I knew that like, I figured some people would get it for Emily and then maybe a few people will get it for me. And then we, I don't know, but the fact that it sold out so quickly, like 200 copies, um, like, like my, yeah, my graduate school experience had no, literally, I'm trying to think of anybody I graduated with that bought my book. No, not a single person I graduated with, not any of my mentors, none of them, none of them bought a book and they, they do like an alumni accomplishment thing every now and then. And I wasn't included in it. Are you so, kidding me? Yeah. Oh yeah. They don't give a fuck. Like I, that I, when you go into a, a program, you get assaulted by someone in your cohort, like the first, like first month there, and everyone rallies around the person that assaulted you instead of actually helping you. Like that just sets the tone for the entire experience. Um, and uh, so yeah, they don't fuck. So yeah, the being social media savvy and just also, I feel like, like I am a chronic overshare. I don't know how to not be open because when I like was younger, I needed someone to be just constantly just unfiltered blabbing about their like life experiences. And I didn't have that. And so I feel like in a way I'm trying to be the person that I needed when I was like 15, but like, I just don't know how to not be open. Um, and like, I feel like that has also like, and he was like, Oh, she's really open. And then, Oh, her work kind of reflects that. Like, so, so I feel like, yeah, just being like annoying on social media. Ooh, the wind just slammed my door shut. That scared the shit out of me. Um, but um, I feel like that, like, kind of like what has helped. But, but at the same time, like, I don't have a big following. According to an article like that, like, oh god, the article is about Bianca Devins wearing like, such poor taste. Like, everyone should have been fired. Um, one of them was like, oh, well, if you have at least twenty thousand followers. Like you're considered an influencer, and I'm like, well, I don't have that many, but I like I've gone viral like a few times, and that's and it grows like a like a by maybe like a few hundred every time that happens. Yeah, yeah, you've had a couple of tweets go viral, and then they get like reblogged and put on BuzzFeed, and then you know some people follow that over to actually find you and follow you full time. Yeah, um, which is like funny to me. Well, it's always weird when you see like the percentage that follow you. Like if some if like something gets retweeted like thousands and thousands of times, and then it garners you 100 followers, you're like, oh, I kind of mm-hmm. I kind of wanted more, but okay. 
Um, but I, I feel like your social media presence, like it does help. I mean, that's why I bought the book because I know you through the internet. I've read Mm -hmm. your poetry that you've linked to before. I really liked it. I felt connected to you. And I think like, because you build personal connections with people like that, then you are more apt to support them. Um, and so like, you know, I'm like, oh, I, fucking love this chick I'm gonna pre-order this book because I know that like what she brings to the table is exactly what I want so I'm on it um and it's it is disappointing when you see how little people in your your IRL life will support you Mm -hmm. Um, yeah I don't know if the word for that is cognitive dissonance because I'm an idiot and I misuse things all the time, but where you're like, how is it that I'm like respected and revered by these people and then these other people treat me like I'm nothing or I'm like, a, you know, I assume you being assaulted by someone in your program and being ignored, like, did people start to view you as like, oh, you're just like this squeaky wheel, like. Yeah. Know, like, oh, yeah. yeah. It was like, wow, like, why can't you just like, like stop like why why do you have to make a big deal about feeling unsafe like like I one of the advice that I like some one of the pieces of advice I got from a higher up in my department was like why because he, he also lived across the street from me for three years oh my he god he was like he was like she was like why don't you just move and I had like a friend who I'm no longer friends with like legitimately say like oh like um like, well, she's just old, so she's giving you, like, the advice that, like, you know, that has been ingrained within her, like, blah, 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 blah. And it's just, like, fuck you. Like, really? Like, I should just move and then it's okay for her to say that because she's older than, like, I don't know, I don't, she's, like, a fucking walking corpse at this point. Like, it's okay. Well, yeah, like, she's from a generation where you just get assaulted and pretended, you know, you, you kind of straighten out your skirt and pretend it didn't happen. Yeah. Oh, to, yeah. 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 To, to vocalize your trauma would make other people uncomfortable. And how dare you? Like, because as women, we're not supposed to make people uncomfortable. And so, like, yeah. when when you are vocal about something negative that has happened to you, it's, I mean, to 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 a certain person, it is unladylike, and like, they they start to like view you as the problem. And uh, yeah. Uh, I um we did an episode about Larry Nasser, the gymnastics coach who assaulted yeah. all these gymnasts, and like one of the girls, like when she came to her parents and said this guy is doing this to me, her parents were like, you know, no, he couldn't. How dare you? How dare you say those terrible things about such a nice man? And like it created mm-hmm. this huge rift in her family because her parents thought like she was was wrong in saying these things and she was just trying to start shit or whatever and I just yeah that experience I think a million women have experienced of like you know I don't know like you're being vocal about things that couldn't possibly be true and so therefore you are the problem yeah oh yeah yeah it's like yeah I I under like I hate when people use the argument like oh well women like make up stuff too and it's just like, yeah, but it's like a point zero 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 something percent. Like, it, we're not do, we're not doing it because it's like no, no one wakes up in the morning and says, "Hey, I want to make my life so much harder than it already is." Yeah, like, I, like ugh. I think like, yeah, no, yeah, point zero 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 one percent because. I, 
no one wants the stigma of being a victim. And it is like very, very difficult to come forward and say, I have been raped. And mm-hmm. because people look at you different. The entire way that they interpret you, you can know someone for 10 years. And if you come forward and say, I was I was raped, they go, they immediately everything about their perception of you changes. And so there are like these certain things as a woman, like if in my experience, like having been raped and having had an abortion, like those are things that it's. I'm pretty I'm not embarrassed about either one of those things and like to people that I'm close to I'm pretty open about that because again we're oversharers but like I am kind of controlling about who in my periphery knows those things about me because I know that that immediately changes their perception of me so the idea that a woman mm-hmm. that like someone would lie I shouldn't just say woman because men get raped too but like the idea that someone would lie to say that they've been raped is insane mm-hmm. because nobody wants that stigma. I would assume, yeah. you know, you, you have to be like, have something really big to gain from that lie or be like very unwell mentally to like want to take on that, that now like scarlet letter that you're carrying by coming forward as a victim. Yeah. Oh my, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, like people, people really, I was actually a girl like who, who went around town saying I was lying and making it up because I'm crazy or something. Uh, well, um, yeah, that goes back to the discrediting where it's like, yeah, how do, how do I discredit someone? Oh, they're crazy. Yeah. And it's, it's just like, all right, you know what? It's, it's at this point where I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm crazy. Like, like I got, I got PTSD and then you, and then you like, you know, tab over and make a bulleted list of all the things that like fall under that umbrella and it's, it's just, I've gotten to the point where I'm like, if someone wants to call me crazy, it's like an insult. I'm like, yeah, bitch. Like, yeah. Like, like, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh, like, well, that's like mean. It's like, it's like, no, like I have, like, I am a mentally ill, like human being. My dad's always like, don't tell people you're mentally ill. Like, it looks bad. Well, like, listen, I, I'm, I'm open about my mental illness and I don't like, there is one person in particular in my life who I, I worked with for 10 years who like basically if he and I had any sort of disagreement or butted heads on anything like immediately it was like oh Sydney's having an episode and like mm-hmm. it's ha- it's hard because then you go well what do I do like I, I don't I personally don't think that it's healthy to like keep mental illness a secret or hide anything I think that's like the the first step on the road to like exacerbating any condition is trying to hide it. Um, Mm -hmm. But then the, the fact that like being honest about who you are and where you're at can be weaponized against you, like makes people want to keep it a secret. Um, And it's, uh, it just, it makes me really upset. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Like, mm, it's the same reason why like people who mock, I'm people who mock venereal diseases are like, the same reason why people will like hide that they have a disease from their partner. And so like the sort of popular mockery of genital herpes leads to people who are carriers, like not telling their partners. And then therefore like the partners aren't having informed consent on like whether or not they want to move forward sexually. And it makes me very, very sad because I would like to reach a point where us as a culture, like we can just say, 
listen, I I have PTSD or I have depression. I I have an STD. Like because like those are things that are like they're not uncommon. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like why do women have to keep having an abortion a secret when a third of people have had it? Like it just it makes me furious this sort of like culture of secrecy and creating a veneer in order to make others comfortable um yeah oh yeah oh and out of yeah out of fear of mockery which is whatever um that's so we veered so far off of e-girls which is (laughs) (laughs) Um, i mean that's that's the podcast though i mean that is. Um, I'm not known for my um, adherence to guidelines, but I think it does It does circle back to, like, what it's like to live your life publicly and as a, like, pseudo-public figure, which is what these e-girls do and the sort of the vulnerability that it takes to do that. Um, I don't think that I'm tough enough for that. Yeah, I don't – yeah. I feel like – as much as like I wish like like I'll post something and it'll like get a bajillion followers like I I don't know if I can handle all of that especially like YouTubers oh my like the 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 drama that follows like and the the fact that just being a YouTuber like part of it is drama and and putting so like Trisha Paytas like like the fact that like her entire like all of her money all the money that she makes is is based on like her exploiting like her own drama before like her, the rest of her following can like do it first is is, is that like her getting the jump on before other people can exploit it is that what that is i i don't know but i i it's that kind of like been her whole thing like like she has made herself into a meme kind of on purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, but like she 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 knows that she is a like is a bigger girl and so she posts like videos of her just eating and and they get millions of views. Like she's she's like, I'm doing this and calling myself this before you can and I'm gonna and you can say whatever you want about like what's happening to my relationship. I'm gonna make a forty five minute video of me sitting on my kitchen floor and crying about it so you don't have to. Like, yeah. How do you feel about that? Like, I, 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 some is she, is she out of all the YouTubers, she is the only one who it actually works for. Mm-hmm. Everyone else who has made like a crying video on YouTube has gotten clowned. Um, like, because they're usually not genuine. I, I don't. Not that I think Trisha is necessarily genuine. It's just there. There's just something. I don't know if it's just that. Like, she's just like an expert manipulator but like it only works for her but like the whole trend of youtubers like sitting on the floor and like a sweatshirt crying on camera like i don't buy it at all yeah Yeah. you're supposed to save that shit for your finsta is what my younger listeners have taught me yes and i no longer have a finsta because i am very paranoid and don't know how to trust anybody at all (laughs) fair enough um i i started podcasting in 2011 um because i got sober and i was in an abusive relationship and i just i i had all these feelings and so i started doing these like podcasts that were like monologues about the shit that was going on in my life and like the struggles that i was having because you know like have bulimia but make it funny um Uh and um i eventually took it all down uh 
a couple years later because I felt, oh, well, how this could be weaponized against me. It could prevent like future relationships or employments. And like, it's, you know, I just, part of me like regrets that I did that because I think that like the work was like good and I, I, I loved it personally, but like you, you have to, you have to be paranoid these days about like what can be held against you in what ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, on, and on that, like, so I had a group of people in my department take me being open and my poetry and everything else and spin it into me being a helpless victim and like like an unstable, like suicidal person because because they were trying to get another professor fired. So and yeah. So they they used like your openness about who you are, which by the way is part of being an artist. Um, and like they used that for like office politics, basically. Yes. Like, like it was one of like the most like hurtful things like I've ever experienced. Like I've never, never in my whole life did I really expect someone to take all of that and, and kind of turn them into weakness. Mm-hmm. But I had no idea that this professor had a reputation for like being like a predator. Like I was just like, like just figured like it was another mentor that I had in the department. But like once they saw me like walking to his office one day, they created an entire narrative around it. And they were like, "Oh, if the relationships end, she'll pro- she'll probably take her own life." Are you? That's kidding? literally what the statement said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the and the men who crafted this statement are like in their late fucking thirties and have kids and shit. Like what? Like what? Like is that is that what you're like the mentality you're using to like raise your fucking kids? That women who are open about like what they're going through are fucking helpless. Like. I mean, the level of confusion and and not understanding of of particularly old white men in academia, uh, and I will say this as that is like my type that I've dated a lot of, and like their <laughs> lack of understanding for the female experience is jaw dropping. So it almost like it doesn't surprise me that that could be their interpretation, because. Um, they're just so disconnected, I think, from reality or from having open, honest conversations with everyday people. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I feel like because I talk to people for a living, so I have more of an understanding of a diversified set of people. But like when people have a career like in academia and they're, you know, I don't know, I'm I'm basically like talking about my ex. He's he's worked his whole career. He's never had any job outside of being a liberal liberal arts professor like he went finished his master's and went straight into being a professor and so like he hasn't interacted with the variety of human beings that I would consider to be necessary to have an understanding Uh of the world yeah oh yeah they're all weirdly stunted Mm -hmm. Um, yeah okay well we're hitting an hour so I feel like I should wrap up if we had any like things about e-girls that we haven't touched upon um do you think um, how do you okay here's a question how do these girls like do they go on to get jobs and is it weird like because they have to have a normal fucking job I don't know because I don't know because then you have people like like who started YouTubing when they were in 
like high school. Like, like, like let's pick Tana Mojo for a second. She's been on YouTube since she was 17 and now she's 21 and like a millionaire. So it's like, Oh, okay. Like, so she, she, it, 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 as long as YouTube is still around, like she's not going to need a fucking job, you know? Like, or like Jenna Marbles, like who had a, got a master's degree in psychology and then like couldn't get a job after. And so started a YouTube channel. Like, it's like for some of them, like, like, I, I don't, I think that like, if you can find a way to make money online, like why do anything else? Well, no, absolutely not. But like, if you have, if you're in the 5,000, 10,000 follower range, like you have mm-hmm. to have a job and then oh, yes. you're going to run into people who know, like, ha- has this happened to you where you, ru- you've run into people in real life who are like, I know you from the internet? Yes. Are you Motel Siren? Like, yeah. <laughs> and like, how does that, how does that feel? Like, is that... It's got to be bizarre. I, yeah, sometimes it's like it's like oh no, I'm not. It's like I immediately have to be like I am a nobody. Like I like I'm like an I know like don't I thank you but no. <laughs> like it's 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 really sweet when it's like oh I love your work but it, like when it's like oh my god you're so famous I'm like by whose standards? Yeah. Like like what do you mean like. Yeah, like, do you think like they think that they know you or they have an understanding of who you are that? Oh, yes. I think a lot of a lot of I my whole life, like I feel like I've had problems with like friendships and keeping friendships because I attract shitty people and I also just love shitty people. And um, I, I find that like so many people like consider me like their friend, especially people who I've never even online who I've like hardly interacted with. They're always like, oh, yeah, my friend Lauren. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, I didn't, like I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like to a point where like if you like, oh, we like each other's selfies all the time. Like it's like, oh, yeah, we're friends. And it's just like, oh, like, OK, well. that's not really a friendship but okay yeah and so and you know and and now that everyone is like you know online now essentially it's just it's just like oh like like yeah we interact all the time so like we're totally friends Um, and it's just like oh but like we're not taking each other's soup when we're sick or like that sort of thing Right. Like, yeah, I deal with, okay, I deal with, one thing is, like, I've been in the service industry in in the same city for, like, almost 14 years, and so, like, people feel they have a relationship with me because I put liquids in cups for them, and um, Uh a couple years ago when I was trying to move to L.A., like, people would be, like, oh, I'm going to miss you so much. Oh my! And I'm like, but like, we're not really friends. Like I put liquids in cups to you and I'm nice to you for money. We don't have a real relationship. And so like, you are not going to come pick me up if I get a flat tire. You are not going to listen to me talk about how I'm going through a hard time right now. Like we don't share any real emotion or time together. Like we aren't friends. Um, and yeah, it's just weird. It's weird. And uh-huh. I I I have like this fear um like if someone who knew me from online or knew me from the podcast like happened to 
show up at my work, I would be like, I'd feel very, because I feel like almost like those are kind of two different people. And Uh so I would feel very uncomfortable. So that's why I wonder about the e-girls is like, you know, you have a job, you're, you know, a manager at a Starbucks and then like someone's like, oh, but I know what your ass looks like. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like, uh, I, I wonder about that a lot, actually. Like, especially since one of the girls I was telling you about that I kind of know, like, she does work at Starbucks and like, she is naked online. And I so I wonder, like, about that, like, like, some people don't care at all. And like, and I, I but I feel like I would care a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, because it's like it's all fun and games when the people who are like liking and retweeting your sexy pictures are strangers. They don't feel real, at least not to me. Um, but then like if we're working together or something, I I don't want those people to know what my ass looks like, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I just I, I wonder about because like it's out there in the ether I guess maybe they use fake names is probably helpful. Oh yeah, but but even if you do that, it's it's so easy to dox someone. Like it's so easy. The point where it scares me. Like I had a student like like who like literally asked me out in the middle of like fucking class one day, which was like super not okay. Like. Like, 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 literally read me my Florida address in the middle of class. And that was part of his romantic overture towards you? It, it was like, it was on a different day, but it was just sort of like a, like a, like, a, yeah, like, you can, like, deny me all you want, but, like, I know where you live. Like, I, I know you. Like, like, it's just so, it's such a weird fucking, like... I don't understand. Well, also like, that's but, threatening. It is, yeah. I but men, men are like, oh well. I even I'm I'm doxing you, so you have to give me attention now. It's, yeah, I don't. I don't. It's I don't under. Like, has that ever fucking worked? Has that no? Has that it's never worked? I I lived in the same house for eight years, and um, I during. I had a stepdad. My parents are divorced. We owned a business. It went under because he's a drunk, whatever. And then later on, I found out that he is a pedophile. And um, so I'm not I'm not speaking to him anymore. Right. Like I cut him off and I didn't, you know, blocked his calls, didn't respond to emails, whatever. And so he sent a piece of mail um, to my address it just a, a, an empty card with my birthday like it just said October 26th dot 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 on it and like this wasn't in October it wasn't a birthday card I don't know what the fuck that meant but like that along with other things like led me to leaving my house that I was at for eight years yeah because like, yeah if someone explicitly expresses like what is the purpose of telling someone oh I know your address other than to threaten them yeah oh yeah 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 exactly like it's like it's like a, it's like a power thing like i feel like like the men who boxed boxy like her real name is katie wayne who like did that it was sort of like a like a like a, i'm taking the power back like you can you can ignore me all you want but no i have the power because now you have to go home to a house and like sh- be in fear like that's the only yeah way that those events play out and i just yeah it, I don't know. There's there's no other way to interpret someone telling you I know your address other than it's a threat. Um, 
I just, yeah, the, I mean, I'm easy to dox because I use my personal telephone number for everything, but nobody, nobody do that shit. I don't want it. Um, and, yeah. uh, yeah. Does, does that happen? It happens pretty often to e-girls. I would say so. I don't, I don't, I don't know how much now. Cause like the, the boxing thing was like, I think I was still like in middle school or something when that happened. Um, like, like that was like so long ago. So I'm like, it has to be worse now. There's no way it's gotten better. Well, yeah, nothing gets better. Yeah, it's, I just, I mean, I definitely hear less about it. But then you have like, like going back to YouTubers, like, like people who, who literally like, like, like camp outside of YouTubers' houses to the point where they have to move. Were they? Um, they what? They they like they camp outside of YouTubers' houses to the point where like they have to move. That's insane. But then you have, and then you have like you know like like Jake and Logan Paul and all of them who literally invite fans to like camp outside of their homes. And then you have like like female YouTubers who have had like there. I know there was a YouTube couple that had someone break into their house like just and like it was like a fan. Like like so fucking weird. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's like that's very scary. That's, mm-hmm. Because you're basically like reaching celebrity level without that sort of like. Well, I mean, celebrities they've got higher end security and more protection and all that, and even then their houses still sometimes get broken into. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, if you're just like some like, you know, normal, you know, middle income type person, you're living in a fucking apartment. Like you don't have the protection to deal with the the overzealous stalker types right yeah that's bizarre i don't think i think my conclusion is i don't think that being an e-girl is worth it i don't think so either i mean unless like my whole i think a lot like a lot a lot like to the point where like i like bum myself out like i'm like my life would be so much better if i was like rich and, like, if I had way more money and blah, 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 not necessarily fame or clout or anything, but if I had, like, way more money, because then I could, like, I don't know, like, like pay off my student loans and buy my parents a bigger house and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't think my life would be better if I had more followers. Yeah, and that's, I think that the thing for me is that the equation of followers to income, it doesn't, it, do, it doesn't... It it doesn't seem like they increase in a proportional way. It's the same reason why I always turn down managerial positions because I work uh-huh. in a field that I don't give a fuck about. So like uh-huh. I don't want 10,000 more dollars a year enough to be getting calls around the clock about bullshit. And so like for me, I'm like, okay, well that like tiny income increase isn't worth the huge stress increase. And so I think that's what's happening to these internet celebrities is like, you know, for every 20,000 more followers, they're making like an extra grand, but they're getting 20,000 more people who can be a pain in their ass. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Like, like the only, the only people who have like benefited like from like income, like versus like, like following is like, are like, are like huge fucking YouTubers. That's it. Like PewDiePie has a hundred million subscribers over that. Every video he posts gets, like, 10 million views. Like, he's, like, a billionaire. Um, like, you're going to have to explain to me who 
PewDiePie is because I I know the name. I have no idea who that is. He made gaming popular. Like I feel like if there was no PewDiePie, there would be no Twitch streamer thing. Okay. Like his, he, what he basically does is like play video games and film himself doing it. And um, I and like I understand like why people like him. He's very funny. Um, but like he also like will call women e thoughts. Uh, and and like has like yelled the n-word like while like losing on stream or like like and like the alt-right has claimed him like, i can the, see like, why like the christ church like shooting or, my, or maybe it was a it was a more recent shooting but the guy was talking about PewDiePie, like no. right before he was about to like shoot everyone to death yeah i mean that's the sort of number one, the internet, hella racist, uh, and the the way that people can, it, we live in cancel culture, and so it's weird mm-hmm. that like people like that don't get canceled like for screaming the n word, like it, yeah, it, it, he must be one hack of a gamer for people to overlook that. Yeah, I, like I feel like everyone forgot about that already, like. Like, I don't hear, I never see anybody talking about it anymore. Um, And then, like, you know, and then you have, you know, Jake and Logan Paul, who are, like, millionaires, who, like, like, you know, Logan Paul filmed a dead body at the Japanese suicide forest and is a total total sociopath. And then, but there's video, like, on YouTube of Jake Paul abusing his ex-girlfriend. Like, he pushes her into a thorn bush and then her arm is just gushing blood. Like... Like, just, like, she's, like, pulling thorns out of her arm while he's laughing hysterically. And he like, has he been canceled? No. <laughs> no, the Paul brothers have not been canceled. Can we cancel them? I, like, I, I'm like, what else do they have to do? Like, like, I don't, like, I don't, it's like, if you're white, it's almost like you're an uncancelable. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, I hate it. Yeah, I don't, I'm... Uh, it all blows my mind. Uh, on a recent episode, I interviewed uh, show sponsor Sad Baby back about high school because she just graduated, and she was explaining to me like these SoundCloud rappers who had raped underage girls, and like they were still their careers were still growing, and people were still like working with them. And I just I didn't understand because I thought that we lived in cancel culture, and like why is no one canceling these people? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because I get like I get scared me and my I have 2600 listeners like I get scared with like my meager listenership that I'm going to misspeak or say something or use like the wrong pronoun and I I'm worried about getting canceled but then like these fucking people who desperately need to be canceled it's not happening. Yeah 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 and then you have oh my god like. Like, I don't understand how, like, the podcast Sword and Scale hasn't been canceled yet. I fucking canceled that shit. I mean, that almost is a whole nother episode. Do do you want to give a primer on, like, because that dude, so the Sword and Scale is a popular true crime podcast, but the host has proven himself to be a real fucking creep. He called it, like, mo- like, the most recent thing, he called a fan fat on Twitter with, like, a smiley face. Like, told her, like, she was unattractive because she's a bigger girl. No. Like, 
Yeah, like just weird, creepy, and like, and like I remember, like I just, uh, like, and I still see people like list them as like their favorite true crime podcast. Like the guy himself just looks like I know they got a new host. Oh, um, did they? Or like, or, or or like they added a female like host to it. But, like, they, like, I know they were dropped from, like, its network and stuff, but I don't really know, like, what's happening now. But, like, I remember, like, like that was, like, oh, okay, now I'm Googling. Oh, he returned as the host after a hiatus. The really gross guy. That's yeah. great. Well, because he was, like, he was going in fan groups, like, listener Facebook mm-hmm. groups and stuff. And basically soliciting women saying like, oh, I need an assistant or like a research assistant. Give me your phone number. Like he was basically using his access because the bulk of true crime fans are women. And he's using his access to these women to prey upon them sexually under false pretenses, which is not okay. And I know he said some things on episodes that like people uh, took issue with. Um, uh, a lot of times, like, blaming victims because they were sex workers, but, like, yeah, the fact that this dude is fucking, it, it's the, it's the sort of thing where it's, like, yeah, pedophiles become, like, school teachers and, like, church employees or coaches because they have access to children. Hey, if you want to prey on women, you know what'll give you access to a lot of women who think you're cool? Having a true crime podcast, which is exactly what that fucking guy did. And there's enough other shows to listen to that you don't need to listen to Sword and Scale. It just blows my mind when people continue on with things where it's like, but, like, you don't have to. Fuck this guy. Yeah, it's it's funny because I'm extremely defensive about Last Podcast on the Left. Uh, But, like, because their earlier episodes were in very, very poor taste. Um, but you don't see the three of them, like, going around and, like, being, like, disgusting to, like, women online or, like, you know what I mean? Like, like, it's, it's like they've made some, like, shitty jokes because they're all, like, comedians. Like, okay. But, like, people have tried to, like, compare the two. No, but, like, like, no. They're actually good guys. Like, they're decent, intelligent human beings. And, like... I I would have to go back to listen to older episodes to see like what would be offensive about them. But like the show that show's been on for eight or nine years. So like the Mm -hmm. world was a different place that long ago. And so I'm sure that things that were fun, like it's obviously recognized in culture because we've we're changing so rapidly, like things that were okay to joke about eight or nine years ago, like we're we don't do that now. So it, mm-hmm. it's easy to be offended by stuff from the recent past, but like they are good human beings. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like, yeah. It's it's weird. It's I uh, uh, it makes me angry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Roundtable of Gentlemen was a podcast for a while, and that was like ten comedians trying to say like the most outrageous, like controversial shit they could, like just like for clout which they've all admitted to like r.i.p bird luger but like like in like you know the culture has like changed and like now like you can't make as many like rape jokes as you could have back then but it's not the same thing like uh like it's it's one thing to like you know like like 
say shitty things like under the guise of comedy and then it's one thing to go into one of your fans like direct messages and just say gross sexual shit to her like and knowing that you could probably get away with it because you're the you have the power because you're the almighty podcaster yeah 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 Yeah, fuck that guy um i think uh you know if there's anything we can take away from this episode is like we we got a lot of people on our cancel list yes Oh, yes. Yes, we do. Yeah. I, I, like two years ago, we did an R. Kelly episode and he was the first ever enemy of the show. And now it's just the list of enemies. Is so, I, I like wish people would just start being better people so I can mm-hmm. go back to researching, you know, fun stuff like objectophilia or like adult babies, you know, instead of I have yeah. to research all these horrible people. <laughs> adult babies. Oh, my, oh my God. Oh, Noel Miller of the tiny making podcast like he does a lot of like react with chat so while he's twitch streaming he'll like react he'll he'll play a cringy video so him and all of his followers will like watch and like he'll so he'll react to stuff like live and he he picks like like really like horny adults with like weird fetishes to kind of like react to and yeah adult babies and and like people who are like really really cheap and like even though they're like they make like i don't know like 100k a year like just shit like that that's what i'm like i'm like why can't we just be why can't why can't that be the focus of everything why 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 does something terrible have to happen every week instead i yeah i don't know um i would like i would like it to stop i would like the world to stop being terrible and i would i want people to be nicer to each other so <laughs> Um, well, I, here, I'm going to wrap up the show. I won't hang up on you, but I just, we wrap up by letting everyone know that they should have a happy hump day. Um, (laughs) um, so happy hump day, everyone. I hope you learned a lot and, um, please buy Lauren's book because you will fucking love it.